I'm Amber Smith, and this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. So many people rely on electronic devices of some sort to get through their days, whether by using cell phones, tablets, handheld gaming devices, or laptop computers. How you position yourself while using your device may influence whether you're at risk for developing an injury. Dr. Adam Rufa, an assistant professor in the Department of Physical Therapy Education at Upstate Medical University, is here to talk about the best way to use modern devices. Welcome, Dr. Rufa. Thanks for having me. Now, you've done research yourself on whether there's a connection between posture and shoulder pain. What have you found? Yeah, there, and I picked shoulder pain because shoulder pain is one of those disorders that uh, we've been highly suspicious that posture could have an impact. And, you know, the way the structures are, it makes sense that if you are in certain positions that it would maybe put extra stress on tissues. However, we're finding like a lot of the things that we research, it's a little more complex than that. And so, so really what I did is I did a review of all the studies that have been done to look and see, is there consistent evidence that posture is important? And there actually, I did find very consistent evidence, but it was very consistent evidence that posture does not play a big role really? in developing shoulder pain. Hmm. And that doesn't mean that if somebody already has shoulder pain, that changing their position and posture and how they move might not help. And we do that a lot. Somebody comes in and it hurts to lift my arm up. Sometimes changing how they're sitting and moving can put less pressure on certain structures and it feels better. But to be able to say to somebody that if you sit a certain way or have a certain posture, it'll help prevent or keep you from having shoulder pain. just doesn't seem like that's the case right now. Maybe as we get better information, um, we'll, we'll change our ideas. But there's been, been several studies. I mean, I, I found nine specific that looked directly at that. And all nine of them did not find the link between the posture somebody had and the amount of pain that they had. Interesting. Okay. Well, what sorts of issues do you see developing in people um, related to their use of electronic devices? Yeah, that's a great question. And there's been a lot on this. You, you, see, you see news reports all the time about the, the dangers of of spending too much time on electronics. And I, I agree with them that it probably is dangerous, uh, but more so because when you're on electronics, you're usually not moving. Hmm. Okay. And our bodies are really over the, over the, our evolution have been, have designed to move. And we're not really meant to be staying, staying in any one position for a really long time. And our, our children, and now, and even even as adults, we spend more and more time on electronics and less and less time moving. And that has ramifications throughout. I mean, it, it has ramifications on maybe our musculoskeletal health and if we get pain, right. but also our cardiovascular health. Um, it, it's a risk factor for obesity, um, and and so it's really an important thing that we we put those down every now and then and start moving. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, um, what about, uh, I've, I've seen problems with repetitive thumb movements from texting. I've seen issues uh, come up about that. Do you, do you see that still? Yeah, you know, and, and the way I always describe it is in our body, there's always a balance. There's a balance between the, the stresses we're putting on the tissue okay. and the tissue's ability to then repair itself or even build itself stronger, which is the great thing about bodies that are different than machines. If we use our body in a repetitive way, it can actually develop a resistance to that and build the tissue up stronger. However, the key is we have to give ourselves, our bodies time to do that. So if you're texting all the time and really using your thumb, 
you're you're doing maybe little micro traumas in there. And so if you do that a lot, your body might not have enough time to rebuild it and repair it. So then you kind of slowly weaken that tissue, weaken that tissue, weaken that tissue until maybe you get an injury. Okay. And so it's really thinking about how much time am I spending doing the same task and having kind of um, a, a, a really changing up your movement as much as possible. So texting in different ways, using different devices might increase, might mm. change the stress. Okay. And that goes to the position and how you're looking at the device too. And, and you know, do you, are you always looking down? Can you bring your arms up so you look straight ahead? All those might change the stress on your body and just give your tissues time to heal. So what about the development of the, the touch screen? Um, is that changing the way? Yeah, that's a that's that's a really great question, and and you can you can picture how the ergonomics for the touchscreen are maybe different than the old Blackberries we used to have, and using right. the double thumbs. And I think um, it. I, I don't know that it's it's def it's related to a specific problem, but again, it's the doing the it's using the touchscreen the same way over and over over and over again and not getting enough time in between. The good news is most of us probably don't use it that much and it's not that stressful that our body adapts to it. Now there may be other times when your tissue is not healthy for another reason. Maybe you're maybe you have a very repetitive job at work that stresses the mm. tissue or that you're not stressing the tissue enough so it's not building up its tolerance. And so there's a lot of interplay here. And this is, this is again, why it's challenging when we look at these things. We do ergonomic studies. There's a lot of debate about what is the right way to do something and what's the wrong way because it's very complex. And everybody, every patient, every person comes to that, that motion and, and that activity with different sets of uh, variables, right? We, we have stronger tissues or weaker tissues. And so it, it very well, it, it can be individual, Oh. And, and I, I always go with comfort and look for finding a comfortable place to do that. If you're uncomfortable, then it, it, it may not work. I, a great example, my, my wife likes to sit in bed and you know, do some screen time be, before she goes to bed and she'll play some game. And she's complaining to me about how she's getting numbness down her arm. Oh. And... So she was having what we call an ulnar nerve entrapment, which you, you, if you've ever hit your funny bone, that's your ulnar nerve okay. at your elbow. Mm -hmm. And when you sit with that bent for a really long time, it stretches that nerve. And then what it does is it reduces the blood flow to that nerve. And nerves really like blood, and then it starts to get a little irritated, and she knows it. So it, for her, the easy fix was simply using a stylus versus her hand and her finger. Oh, wow. Okay. And now that she does that, it takes it away. <laughs> now that might not work for the next person, and it wasn't like I came in knowing that, okay, using a stylus was going to be the answer. It was that let's change the stress on her body because this is not working for her. Let's change it up and see if we can find a way that works. And it's good to have a variety of different ergonomic choices. And that's why I really like adjustable chairs when you're sitting. Not because there's a particular way that's right. That I can go in and say, I'm going to set this chair up not knowing anything about this individual and this is going to be right. It's that person teaching that person how to adjust their chair so they can then find a comfortable spot for them. And that might change throughout the day. Maybe for a couple right. hours it's comfortable one way. They can adjust that chair and then it is comfortable for the rest of the day. Okay. 
Great. Well, we're talking with Dr. Adam Rufa, a physical therapy assistant professor, about the best way to use modern devices, such as cell phones and tablets, on Upstate's HealthLink on Air. Um, carpal tunnel syndrome became this huge issue as more Americans began using computers on the job. Is it still a concern? Yeah, carpal tunnel still, still occurs. Um, and again, there's multiple factors. There's some people who can use a computer all day, not have any problems. There's other people who doesn't take much at all. And, and um, some of it is just even the size of the carpal tunnel. And really what that is, is in your wrist, you've got your carpal bones, which are the bones that make up your wrist. And then there's a, 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 a tendon, basically, that goes over them. And underneath, between that, between that band of tissue and your bones, runs your, your median nerve. Okay. And that feeds sensation to your thumb and your first couple fingers. And some people just have less space in that area. So they're more susceptible to getting that irritated. And it's very similar to my wife. It's just a, a nerve entrapment someplace, someplace else, else where okay. their nerve is not getting the blood flow it needs. It's getting pressure and you can start getting symptoms. Okay. Sometimes if you catch it early, you can change how the person's doing things and that'll be enough. Other times it isn't and, and they need more care. So do you have advice for people about how to avoid developing that sort of situation? I think one of the best advice, one of the best advices is try to keep your body out of extreme positions. So I, I remember very well that there's, there's, I have lots of stories about this, but I, I can remember a, a young a young child coming in for treatment once. He was maybe 10 or 12 and he was having lots of neck pain. And I'm kind of talking through and it's not uncommon for kids to have musculoskeletal pain. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we started talking, it was when he was playing video games. And I find, well, well, how do you sit when you're playing video games? And he likes to sit on the floor right in front of this tall dresser where the TV is. So he's spending hours with his neck looking all the way up, straight up. And so an easy fix was just maybe sit on the bed or change your position. And it's not that looking up is a bad position, but you're just putting your neck in a very extreme spot, stressing some of that tissues and keeping it there. Um, it's also, I've, I've run into people who will be watching television and they'll, their body will be facing forward and they'll turn their neck and watch television and be there for hours. Well, that's maybe not the, first off, I wouldn't suggest sitting and watching TV for hours, <laughs> but maybe straighten yourself straighten up so up. you have more of a neutral position. And the same thing for your wrist. If you're typing, keeping a more in a neutral position and not have your hands bent way up or bent way down when you're doing it. So how do you go about figuring those things out when a patient comes in and says, I mean, is it a lot of interviewing to try to figure yeah. out what their habits are? Yeah, it or? can be challenging. And sometimes you don't find those things. And sometimes it's, it's not the, it's as easy as finding a specific position that's helpful. But yeah, it's really talking through with the person and seeing what their daily life is like um, and trying to help them problem solve. Because the goal is really to give them tools to be able to identify what is and what isn't working for them. And then having some options about how to change it. Because again, there's a lot of variability and what works for one person might not work for another. So give, having choices of, of movement. And, and really the key is, is just trying to change up your activity and your position. We're lucky. We just got a new building where I work, and they gave us all desks that we can sit and stand up. Oh, neat. And I find that I don't do well if I stand up for a long time. I, I, I start feeling uncomfortable. But the same thing if I sit for a long time. But now I have a choice. I can sit some, I can stand some, I can move around, and that's what works best. Okay, okay. Well, in terms of um, treatments, I mean, being able to have the option to sit on the bed instead of the floor to correct the situation, but are, are there times when other interventions are needed? 
Yeah, there, there is. And a lot of times what we'll look at, if we think, if we narrow it down to it's a tissue problem. So if it's a tendon in my thumb or, or muscle in my neck, we look at doing two things. One is trying to first give advice to reduce the strain on that tissue, but then also to do things like exercise and stretching, which help that tissue to build up a better tolerance mm. to dealing with that stress. So we, I find it's best if you do both. If you try to reduce the amount of stress on that tissue, but also give exercises and other things that help to build up that tissue's tolerance. Because it really is a balance between the tissue's tolerance for stress and the amount of force you put on it. Okay. I wonder if um, the proliferation of electronic devices, if that's had an impact on just the education of physical therapists to be aware of these sorts of things. Well, I, I would say... I mean, it has had some impact as far as awareness. One of the one of the biggest, I think, technology in general has had an amazing impact on healthcare. I mean, I talk a lot about studies, so I can look up. Before I came to this interview, I looked up and I said, "Let me." I know I've seen some studies about posture and neck pain. I've done a lot with posture and shoulder pain, and I can very easily sit down, get on the internet, and pull up study after study that looks at this, where. 15 years ago, I'd have to drive yes. into the library, <laughs> go down to the basement, look through books and try to find information. So it's, it's given us so much greater access to information. So it's been a huge positive. But the negative part of it is that people spend a lot more time not moving, including right. us. Right. <laughs> so we don't move as much. Our patients don't move as much. And that just is, is overall not great for health. But it really, I, I think that of all the of all the thing, all the technologies that have come out, that having access to the research and being able to being able to really get that very quickly is probably the biggest um, advantage we have today than we did 20 years ago. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, this has been your host, Amber Smith, speaking with Dr. Adam Rufa, an assistant professor of physical therapy at Upstate Medical University in Syracuse. And this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air.